predictions and analysis of Saturday's game against UMass. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black, thank you all for listening. I hope you are enjoying your Friday. Uh, it's been a busy week here at Locked On Boston College. Today, we are joined by Eric Hofsis, who joins us every Friday. Eric, how's it going? I'm doing awesome, AJ. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's been busy this week uh, between some of the news uh, with BC. We had Quan Williams on yesterday, who is a four-star defensive lineman. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you head on back. But we're talking about UMass today. It's a 39-point favorite uh, for BC. Um, Eric, what are some of your thoughts about this game right off the bat? Well, I I mean, this is just classic UMass. Not even getting into the players, this is probably one of their biggest – home games of their FBS era and you know the recent news that came down uh yesterday that they're they're not allowing um tailgating I believe without without a game ticket I think I gotta check on that but anyways like like they they just put serious restrictions on on their tailgating so there's a lot of their fans complaining about that and and all I could think of is just that's just Peak UMass, it's been a complete cluster. Their football program since they moved to the FBS level, and uh, it it kind of it kind of made me laugh that um, that that they did that. Uh, so yesterday, uh, earlier this week, I had on uh, Michael Trainey of uh, Fight Massachusetts to talk about UMass football, and he was saying to me that um, I, I was being very fair. I thought I wasn't being. Um, I can be kind of a troll towards UMass fans and I, I hear about it and they actually haven't heard about it this year, which is incredible. But I was saying to Michael, like UMass's schedule, if there's any year that they could p- pull off a, a pick off a few wins, it's this year. You look at who they're playing to get games against um, Spaziani and New Mexico state. They're playing um, Eastern Michigan. They're playing, you know, they've got some Yukon. Uh, they've got some real dregs on there. How many, is this a team that can win like three games, four games this year? I mean, maybe they could, they could trip into that. They, they, they have a couple of, of, of decent guys. Um, you know, Johnson, they're, they're tight end. He's a, he's a pretty good player actually. Um, and um, on, on defense, they have um, a, defensive end avion p he's a good player uh pal the cornerback he's pretty good like they got a couple of guys that would um you know play um on some on some you know bottom rung acc schools so they're but yeah it's that that's what that's i I think you're summing up what that program's come to though it's like they're they're hoping for to squeeze out three wins in a season which you know brings up the point i i don't know what they're what they're trying to accomplish with the program at this point they're just not getting any traction and they're probably much like uh our friends down in stores they're probably going backwards and backwards quickly yeah and i asked michael the same thing and and you're more of a neutral perspective so i'd love to know your thoughts i asked him i said you know umass is it is it are they doing the right thing staying FBS? And he's like, yeah, if you're playing, you got to play for the best. And I said, well, you know, FCS, you, when you're winning national championships, isn't the, a bad thing. What are your thoughts? Do you think they'd be better off in FCS or FBS? Um, 
It's a it's a great question, and I, I don't know, maybe FCS, because I looked back last weekend, and I, I don't know about you, but it looked pretty fun for Holy Cross to go down to stores and beat UConn. I mean, that's probably more fun than that Holy Cross's players and their fans will have, you know, you rate on the fun factor. That's probably more fun than any UMass fan is going to have this year. So in Holy Cross, I saw it got, got ranked uh, in the FCS level because of their wins. So I got to, I got to think it's more fun to be a Holy Cross fan right now than a UMass fan, which I think answers your question. Yeah. I mean, like, FCS had a heck of, as you said, just not even just Holy Cross, but um, let's, let's take our opportunity. This will be the second time I rip on Adazio this week, but he deserves it. So they uh, they got absolutely pancaked by South Dakota State. What were your thoughts about that game? I was surprised about, about that, and I'd be very worried if I'm a Colorado State fan because while, uh, while that team, South Dakota State, is talented, they compete. Um, for FCS championships uh, routinely, um, you know, that the smaller schools like that, Daz is supposed to be able to manhandle with his offensive line. And I thought, I thought it just summed, summed up uh, his tenure as a coach when he came out of the gates, run, run, pass, punt. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't draw it up any better. And someone, someone on Twitter had a great line to me about Daz. They said, um, he, he's incapable of changing until he sees something broken. Um, and, and, and it's so true. Like, like he, I, I, I saw someone sent me a clip of Daz's post game last week and he acknowledged that South Dakota state came, came out loading the box on him with eight or nine guys at a time. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Of course they were going to do that to you, Daz. Like you didn't anticipate them doing that like based on your prior history so that gave me a, that gave me a laugh very very glad uh, we can laugh from afar at him now so we, we kind of sidetracked here back to UMass and BC I mean is there any chance UMass wins this game I I can't I I can't see anything I think Michael McCunney um on Twitter tweeted at me like you know we had our three keys to the game and one of them was don't turn over the ball 20 times uh make sure you get on the bus and make sure you have the right uniforms on um <laughs> I mean, I you know I'm supposed to stay neutral on this, but when you're almost a 40 point favorite, that that just I mean that would be a historic upset if BC was somehow to lose this. Yeah, um, and 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 you're right that that would be historic. I mean, they're 40 point underdogs for a reason. I mean, you go back to 2016. Um, that that was a game that actually was kind of close, 26 to seven. Um, but, but obviously the, the, ver- the 2016 version of Boston college as well, um, has, has gotten a lot better. You know, that was a seven and six te- team at BC. And that was, that was probably a more talented UMass team back then coach. But, yep. um, so I, honestly, that, that was the last time I can remember that these two teams played a close game. Um, and I think UMass has gotten significantly worse since then and i think bc has gotten a lot better so a uh, long-winded way of answering your question no I, do, I don't see any any way that that umass wins this game and i go with my barometer if you've been listening to this podcast over the last couple of weeks when i when i preview a game really what i look at right now is there anyone on the opposing team that can stop zay flowers because if you don't have an answer to that 
you're in trouble. And if their answer is to double and triple team them, then the rest of the team is going to kill them. But so you need to figure out something simple to stop Zay Flowers, and they don't have an answer to that, correct? I mean, their their cornerback um, Powell is supposed to be a pretty good player. I, I I I think I think the problem occurs even if he's up to that challenge, which I don't think he is. But let's just for hypothetical purposes say that he is up to. Uh, covering Zay, I mean, you look at a guy like Barry. Like, how how are they gonna how are they gonna cover the hem? How are they gonna how is their second you know third cornerback gonna match up against uh, Lewis? I, I think I, I think it, it, BC is just too low to that receiver. Where even if they do double Zay, they're gonna find a mismatch and somebody else is gonna pop off against UMass. They they, they, they can't stop this offense. I have to say, I went to the. I was at the game on Saturday, and I was at the press conference, and they they have listed um, Phil Dracovic, I think at six five, uh, and you know he walked by me. Trey Barry is one of the tallest guys I have ever seen play football. He is enormous. <laughs> Just oh, wow. he, he he absolutely towered over Phil Dracovic when I saw him and. Um, wow. I just just like to see him in and you know when he's out there and they they only targeted him I think twice during the game so we'll hopefully see him more now it's not too late to listen to the ultimate season preview 2021 for previews of every team in every division from our local experts and Odyssey's NFL experts search ultimate season preview 2021 today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and let's talk a little bit about Bill Bar while we're at it. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors. You got to check them out. They also have a double chocolate that I am, I've got an order in for. I cannot wait to try them. I have a Built Bar all the time. They are 100% covered in chocolate. They're delicious. Listen to the flavor profile of a Built Bar. 7 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from anywhere from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. 4 to 5 net carb. And the best part, they taste good. They don't taste like those other protein bars. You know, they're chalky, gritty. You got you to gotta check them out. And if you don't know which flavor you want to try, try the mix box. You get two of each and you can find out what your favorite one is. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, this is AJ Black with Eric Hofsis and we are talking about Boston College and UMass. And, you know, this is a game I'm not going to get, we're not going to talk a whole episode about it because as we just said, it feels like an FCS game part two. I mean, how much better is UMass than Colgate? They're probably a little better, but they got beat pretty bad by Pitt last week. Did you watch any of that game, Eric? Um, No, I I watched, I saw some of the highlights, but, but yeah, I I think it's just setting the scene for, for what BC is going to be able to do as well. Now um, I haven't had a chance to talk to you. So we're talking about BC. What do you want to see out of this team this week? What do you think they need to do to win this game? Or like, what do you, what kind of goals do you think Halfley needs to set for this program to win against UMass? Um, I'd like to see an improvement from the running game because it, it, it really never got going last week. Um, and like, I, I'm kind of, kind of going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, give the line another week. Um, and then, they, they have Temple on deck, who Rutgers just ran for 220 yards on. So if, if I don't see the running game pop up, you know, for – they don't need to run for 220, but, you know, 125, 150 yards. Like, if I don't, if I don't see something like that in this game in the next, like, I, I am going to start getting worried because teams are going to start defending BC to basically dare them to run. 
Yeah. And it, what was interesting about Saturday's game with the run was it seemed like the holes were there. It just seemed like the running backs didn't have the vision to hit it. Um, and I think that was an issue and you didn't see any, you know, you saw Halfley trot out like all of his options and all four, three guys didn't do it. And then Patrick Garwell came in in garbage time and did it against stone. Um, I was called Stony Brook Colgate's second team. And uh, he did pretty well, but that was it. So, you know, the spread is 39.5. If you were better, Eric, you betting on BC or UMass for this game? Yeah, I'd, t- I'd take BC, BC in this one. I mean, by judging by the pounding that Pitt gave last week, I don't, I don't see why BC can't du- duplicate that, and uh, that's why I'd take them. And, um, you know, I've been talking about this too. When I was, you know, re- doing the – in-game analysis on BC Bulletin and, and I was in the press box, lots of grinding of teeth about the play calling. And I was like, this is like, guys, you're having, you know, PTSD of Adazio here. Relax. They're keeping it vanilla on purpose because Halfley wants to, he, he's smart. He does not want to put stuff down. He said it himself this week. He doesn't want to put stuff down on film for future teams to see. So this is just a general warning to all the listeners out there. If you see him going generic again, he's doing it on purpose. Correct, Eric? <laughs> uh, yes. And as a guy that spent, uh, you know, about 10 years in the press box on Saturdays, um, it's not, not, not a, my words, not yours. It's not exactly uh, the brain surgeons of sports minds up there giving comments about the game. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take BC with the spread too. Um, and that's where we're going to kind of jump into our next conversation. We're going to go into um, – we're going to actually – let's really quickly review last week's games. And then the last segment we're going to go over are the betting – Betting, uh, betting picks of the week from Eric. And so last week, ACC, you saw the top end of the conference really fall apart. It felt like you saw UNC get absolutely manhandled up front by Virginia Tech. You saw Clemson get beat up by a very good Georgia defense. And you saw um, Miami just get trounced by Alabama, which I kind of expected that. Eric, what were some of your takeaways from ACC football this weekend? Um, some of the stuff you, you hit on was, was not surprising to me. You know, I mentioned that North Carolina was coming with a ton of hype and a lot of times those teams, um, especially if it's new to them, which it is to Carolina can't live up to it. And I thought they didn't, I thought they were totally outplayed by Virginia tech almost the whole game. Uh, Miami, we hit on, uh, I, I said, they're more of a fringe top 25 team than a fringe top 10 team like they were ranked and they, they showed us that. Um, I, I, I think, I think two things that surprised me, um, Clemson just, you know, Georgia has a great D, but I was surprised at how little Clemson could get going and how, how dominated they were, um, up front. That definitely surprised me. And the, probably the biggest surprise though, was, uh, that Notre Dame, Florida state game, Notre Dame, pretty much on cruise control up 17 in the second half and Florida state turns to Mackenzie Milton and, and what a comeback. He almost led them to the win. Um, it, it, after watching those two quarterbacks, Travis and Milton for Florida state, I have no idea 
how the Florida State coaches evaluated those two quarterbacks and decided that Mackenzie Milton will come in the year as the backup because he looked so sharp in that game. And um, I might, I might have to readjust my feelings on Florida State after that game. Um, they they have some good players on defense, um, and that offense looked very different um, with Milton behind it. So we will we will see. Um, We'll see if they can continue that, but yeah, I, I kind of had Florida State pegged as a, you know, next to the next to Syracuse down the standings maybe, and I have to reevaluate that. That that could be a tough game for BC now. Yeah, he looked excellent, and I I had talked to Locked On Seminoles, and they had said before the game that he had heard that Milton wasn't going to start because he's still they're still trying to work him in. Cordon, apparently, watching him play out there, he looked totally fine to play, but uh, they wanted to give. Uh, Travis the first the first stat snaps now two teams I thought uh, other than UNC that really kind of fell down and really were disappointing were Louisville and Georgia Tech uh, Louisville just looked like you know like you were expecting this team to be able to fix some of the turnover issues last year or you know figure some of that out they look completely unprepared against Old Miss what were your thoughts about Louisville yeah, they were surprising on the on the pod. I hadn't really thought that game over, and I actually punted when you asked me to take a team in that. I said, I guess gun to my head, Louisville, but I, I won't touch this game. And it was funny. Uh, old, my old uh, BC pal and on Twitter, Adam Rose, he can vouch for me that I ended up taking Ole Miss because I was like, I don't, I don't think Louisville is any good. I, I, I really don't. And they, they proved they weren't. <laughs> um, so that that was that mildly surprising and then yeah Georgia Tech you know we talked about it last week that they could be kind of a sneaky team on BC schedule I'm not going to write them off after one week but um, they certainly were underwhelming last weekend for for sure and they lost their starting quarterback and they don't know I haven't heard an injury report on him uh, Jeff Sims out uh, got knocked out in the second week with a, a second quarter with an arm injury now in a moment Eric and I are going to go over the betting lines uh for the next uh for week two in ACC football before we do that let me tell you about Stat Hero. Introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? And I am absolutely in that 85% because I always lose when I play those games. Here's how it works. You can go to Stat Heroes. They're going to show you their lineup, and they're going to dare you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does this. You are in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. That's a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We're talking with Eric Hofsis. Um, quickly before we get into the, this weekend's um, series, just let you know that there's all sorts of new uh, BC Bulletin recruiting news up on the site. Some of it's free. Some of it is for premium members. If you want to become a premium member, it's just a dollar for the first month. With that $1, you will get access to all the premium articles. You get access to our premium message board and our Discord channel where I'm on there talking all the time. I have no life. So, And then after that, it's the cup price of a cup of coffee. So head on over to bcbulletin.com. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. I promise you, I think you will enjoy this. Um, Eric, this weekend, we got some good ACC football games to look at. 
And by good, I mean not very good. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they start off tomorrow, and it's ACC um, North Carolina A&T versus Duke. Uh, we're not going to go over that for a stat, um, any sort of odds, but, I mean, if Duke loses, loses that, they're in real big trouble. Uh, so let's head on over to Saturday. An 11 o'clock start between Illinois and Virginia. Virginia is a 10-point favorite. Eric, who are you taking in this game? Well, I'd actually lean toward Illinois um, just because uh, watching them week one against Nebraska, they really kind of controlled the pace and 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 style of that game. So I I feel like 10 is a lot for Virginia to cover. I don't really think of them as a very dynamic offense. So if they get, get into a slowdown game with Illinois, I'm not sure they can score on just about every possession like they'll have to, but um, – yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Illini here. I was impressed with Virginia, so I'm gonna go with with the Cavaliers in this game. I thought Brennan Armstrong, who was ACC co quarterback of the week with uh, Phil Jakovic, I thought he looked great. Now we have a bunch of AC, uh, ACC versus FCS games. We won't go over Norfolk State versus Wake Forest, Kennesaw State versus Georgia Tech, which um, I saw someone tweet uh, Georgia Tech only has a 75 percent chance of winning that game, which is. Uh, ominous for an FCS versus FBS game. Um, but now we have, I think they call it the majors bowl between uh, Pittsburgh and Tennessee and Pittsburgh is a three point favorite in this game. I am high on the Panthers in this. I think Tennessee is garbage. I think this will be the ACC's first uh, win over the SEC this year. What do you think? Yeah. As much as I hate uh, Pat Narduzzi and I've always called him uh, a Dazio light. Tennessee is a, a dumpster fire. They're the least experienced team in the SEC, which is fine if you're Alabama. It's not when you're coming off a three-win season, so give me Pitt. All right, next game is the Battle of New York, Rutgers and Syracuse. Uh, you got Rutgers, who looked really good against Temple, and Syracuse, who beat Ohio last week. Rutgers is a two-point favorite in this game. Who are you going with this in this one, Eric? I think I'm going to go with Chiano and, and Rutgers. Just, uh, per, you know, he, he really went above and beyond expectations last year with that team. And, um, you know, they bring back 11 stars on offense, 10 on D. And I just think they're the, the better team. And then I know it's at Syracuse, but Cuse has zero home advantage in that, in that dome. That's like if, like, uh, Conti Forums, the, you know, Conti Morgue, <laughs> Then uh, Syracuse is the equivalent in football. It's 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 zero home field. Give me Rutgers. I I go with Rutgers on this one too. I I don't know. I I, I get a feeling they're gonna have a little spark going for a little while here. I don't know how long the Shiano spark will go on, but they seem to have a little edge on the on the recruiting trail. Um, I think they're in good shape right now. I think they'll win. All right, we're gonna skip Middle Tennessee and Virginia Tech. We'll get to BC and UMass in a moment. Next on our list is another ACC and SEC matchup. We've got a lot of them this year. It's at North Carolina State versus Mississippi State. North Carolina State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. This seems like easy money to me. I'm taking the Wolfpack. You like the Wolfpack in this one. I don't um, like – I'm not a big fan of Mike Leach. I don't think he's a very good coach. <laughs> no. Well, I, I don't think that um, – I don't know if uh, – I don't know if NC State's great this year. Um, that's That's a coin flip game. I won't be touching this one, but – uh, I do enjoy Mike Leach, so give me Mississippi State. Okay, I mean Ricky Persons. I think he he's probably one of the better running backs in the con- in the conference right now. But we'll absolutely. Um, all right, and then our final game before we get to BC is 
Appalachian State versus Miami. I'm only putting this on there because it could be an interesting game. You know, Appalachian State has had – they've had – they have they have upset in their blood. They're a nine-point underdog to Miami. Can they do it? Absolutely. I think this is my favorite pick of the week. Um, of the games we talked about, I'm, I'm probably confident in Appalachian State, Pitt, and Rutgers in that order. Um, I, the way I see this game, Appalachian State um, – was a really good team last year. They have a bunch of guys back. I think they're a fringe top 25 team. Last week I called Miami a fringe top 25 team. So I think these two teams are pretty even. Um, I love that App State defense. They have a lot of starters back. Um, I I don't get the nine-point spread for a a matchup between two teams that I think are kind of in that fringe top 25 territory. And like Hughes, Miami has a horrible – home field advantage unless they're playing like a huge game. So give me yeah. Appalachian State all day in this one. I, I, I think it's going to be – I'm picking App State too as in a closer – I think the, uh, Miami will win, but I think it will be close. Um, you know, if they're going to – I think they're playing with Chase Bryce as their quarterback right now, correct? Yes. Um, who is one of the most challenging quarterbacks to watch live. <laughs> <laughs> Kids still, so it seems like a bit of a turnover machine, but I, I'm not, so I'm not buying on Miami right now. Um, so I will pick App State. And we already talked about BC and UMass. We're both picking BC with the spread, right? Yes, sir. All right, Eric. That's our show for today. Eric, where can people find you on social media? Uh, for all my uh, college football takes, it's just my name, E J, and then my last name, Hofsis, H O F F S E S. And uh, for my barbecue business, I'm at Hoffa Barbecue on all sorts of social media platforms. All right. This is AJ Black. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. You can find the site at uh, BC Bulletin. And my podcast is Locked On Boston College. We do this five days a week. Thank you all for listening. You can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. You'll get all our episodes there as well. We will be back on Monday with a full analysis of Saturday's game against UMass, along with reactions, analysis, and more with Mitch Mitch Wolf and myself. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you all again soon.